Hello, everyone, and welcome to the In Squash podcast, episode 18. And uh, this is the Commonwealth Games episode where we have uh, Canadian Commonwealth Games team uh, squash representative Sam Cornett on the podcast. Uh, she's in Queensland, Australia, as we speak, and uh, we had a great chat with her about uh, her preparations for the games and uh, how she's settling in, um, the jet lag, a bit about her uh, backstory. Uh, before we, uh, we start the podcast, uh, I'd like to take a quick look here at the draw for the Commonwealth uh, Games, the men's and the women's side. So uh, I always use, I'll go to squash site now, and uh, Commonwealth Games, there we go. Okay, there we have it. Okay, we've got Paul Cole and Joel King on the Commonwealth Games uh, homepage there, front and center. Good to see them. Two fav perhaps favorites to uh, bring home uh, gold medals. Singles draw. All right. There we have the, oh, it's a nice, uh, nicer looking draw now. Before it was kind of clunky looking, but now it's nicer looking. We've got um, on the men's side, uh, number one seed, Nick Matthew. Okay, on his side of the draw, it looks like he'll probably end up playing in the semifinal, James Wilstrup, uh, who should get through to the semi, uh, although he'll have a tough quarterfinal match with Cameron Pilly, but I see uh, Nick Matthew getting through to the semi, unless Ryan Cuskily, uh, you know, who's been playing well, uh, he'll have a quarterfinal match against Nick Matthew. That should be interesting. And given uh, the venue, Queensland, he'll have the home crowd uh, behind him for that match. So, you know, you could we could see an upset there uh, in the quarterfinal with uh, Cuskily seated sixth, moving into the semi. Um, and then also Cameron Pilly. So both of those guys uh, could potentially uh, pull upsets uh, uh, in the quarters. So that, that'd be worth uh, definitely two quarterfinal matches worth watching with Australian uh, representation. That would be on Saturday, uh, the 7th. Uh, Thursday, in a few days, though, that, uh, that's when first-round matches start. So the, those who are playing uh, first-round matches uh, will have to play twice on Thursday, it seems. Okay. On the bottom half of the draw, uh, Saurav uh, Gosal is seeded 3. Uh, Daryl Selby, 5. And we go down to Paul Cole, seated number 2. Greg Lobin of Scotland, 9. Okay, so Alan Klein, eight. So we've got uh, a good quarterfinal there between Cole and Selby. That'll be, uh, that'll be a tough match uh, for Cole um, and for Selby. So a bit of a toss-up there. But, uh, you know, uh, I'd have to say Paul, uh, Paul will get through uh, that one. And uh, Sarov uh, should be able to get to the semi. His side of the draw, it seems to me, is a slightly uh, less complicated. Okay, so if we look at the the whole picture, it's going. Uh, what I see is uh, Nick Math. I'd say the top two seeds get through, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Aussies uh, pull an upset in the top half of the draw. Uh, and if it, if I had to pick one, it would be uh, Cameron Pilly. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say it's going to be uh, uh, Pilly, Matthew, Gosal and Cole semifinals with, um, with Matthew and Cole. I'd say the top two seeds. I'm not really putting myself out there with that pick, but uh, 
uh, the semifinal picks are different. So uh, now let's look at the uh, the women's side of the draw. Uh, Laura Massero in the top half. Okay, uh, she's got um, first round match on Thursday at bye, so she'll get through. Uh, Sarah Jane Perry seated four. Tessney Evans seated six. Okay, so some wow, some some big matches. Donna Urquhart uh, seated seven. So uh, uh, Tessney Evans is in very good form at the moment, as, as are all of these uh, top seeds. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, uh, Tessney. Okay, Tessney and Laura in the quarters. Okay, with Tessney winning that one, and uh, Donna. Yeah, Donna Urquhart and Sarah Jane Perry uh, with Sarah Jane winning that one. And then a big match between Sarah Jane and Tessney, who've both been on the podcast uh, recently uh, in the semis on Sunday. On the bottom half of the draw, we've got uh, Nicole David, uh, seated three. Joelle King, seated two. Joshna Chinepa, seated eight. Uh, Allison Waters, five. Okay, so we've got, um, you know, Samantha Cornett. Uh, who's on the podcast today? If she gets through, she'll meet Nicole in the in round three. So that'll be worth watching. Sam's uh, definitely capable of winning that one, as we talked about on the podcast. Uh, so we've got Joelle at number two, getting through, who's in great form. So I, I see uh, Joelle on the bottom half getting through to the final, and uh, Sarah Jane on the top half in a very close match against Tessney in the semifinal. And it'll be um, Joelle King and Sarah Jane Perry playing for the gold medal on Monday. Those are my picks. Uh, I'm not sure what you think, but that's what I think. But anyways, uh, today on the podcast, Sam Cornett, who has a first-round match in on Thursday against Guyana's Mary Fungafat. Uh, uh, she's played her before. Uh, she can't remember when, as uh, she says on the podcast. And then uh, on Friday, she'll play. If she gets through, she'll have a match against number three seed, Nicole David, which should be very interesting. We'll all be looking forward to that one. So enjoy the podcast today. Sam Cornett. There we go. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started then, Sam. Uh, today uh, on the In Squash podcast, we're very happy to have on, on the program uh, – Canadian national champion in 2013, uh, world ranked number, uh, currently number 24 in the world, uh, multiple Pan Am Games medalist, uh, and uh, currently uh, representing Canada at the Commonwealth Games in Queensland, Australia, in both the, uh, the ladies' singles and the mixed doubles with her partner, Nikki Todd, uh, Samantha, or Sam uh, Cornett. Sam, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. So uh, my first question uh, uh, is this. Um, any April Fool's Day pranks today? Yeah, one. It, it took us a, a, a minute too long to figure it out. We, so we, ha we, we, were, we had to ask <laughs> Those the question. Those are the best our, ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had our medics put a sign. They put a sign on their door saying that we had to go in to get a large shot to get vaccinated for a, a an illness that's been spreading around the village. <laughs> so oh, that was, uh, we fell for that for a few minutes. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess um, under yeah. circumstances, you would have believed it, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. It, help, it doesn't help that we don't know what day it is uh, while we're here. It all kind of just blends into training, and we're just like, what day do we compete? So we didn't, 
didn't think about the fact that it was April 1st. <laughs> yeah, I had one today as well. It was more, it was something, because uh, I, I teach overseas, so uh, it was something like um, some sort of really, uh, confu- really strange uh, qualification that we all need now in order to stay here. Uh, that's great <laughs> so my heart fell uh, to my stomach there for a minute but uh, anyways it's great to have you on the podcast uh, you've been in uh, Queensland now for for a few days uh, have you settled in and uh, how are your preparations going for the the competition yeah we've settled in it's uh, what are we on now the end of day three I guess mm-hmm. and Everything's looking good. The village is gorgeous. The venue is really nice. And we're getting, I think we're getting over jet lag, which is nice. I, yeah, that's got to be uh, going to take you a little while, out. isn't it? Yeah. From Canada yeah, to Australia. Yeah. yeah. But I think we're all like, today was a pretty good day. So my, my teammate hasn't had one bit of trouble. So that's good. One of that's us good. is. One of us is perfect, which is great. That's great. And uh, what about the the squash facilities there? How are they? Really nice. Um, it seems like there's tons of courts. I haven't. So there's one one venue with a bunch of sports, and in one building there's uh, a really nice show court and a bunch of glassbacks, and then there's apparently a, a training court venue as well that we haven't even had to go to. So, oh wow, it's a pretty nice okay. setup. So there's yeah. no shortage of, uh, of practice courts for you then. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, Samantha, uh, just want to, why don't we just get started just briefly. Um, I noticed you're obviously, like many of us who play, uh, our parents got us into squash. Uh, and I think that's the same for you. Uh, when did you realize when you were young that uh, squash was something you wanted to do uh, in the future? Um, I think... I, I always, since I was little, wanted to be a professional sports person, and um, my my parents sort of just fostered that in in like in anything. It wasn't just sports, but they they definitely enjoyed watching me, and um, they encouraged me. The more I loved it, like the more they encouraged me. So um, when I when I was little, I th- I wanted to be like a pro hockey and pro squash player. And then uh, eventually figured out you can't really do both at the same time. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I know a couple of multi-sport athletes like at the national level, uh, but it's pretty tough. So uh, when I was 14, I, I stuck into squash and, and let hockey slide. And I think around 16, no, 15 or 16, my mom went with me to a couple pro tournaments and I loved them. Uh, yeah. So it was pretty easy for me to just transition right into pro squash uh, from high school. What was it that uh, that enamored you with the with professional squash when you went to those events? I um, absolutely loved the you know the new faces and the chat like the, it just it felt like a brand new challenge at the time. And it, you know what? It still does because there's so many players and. Uh, oh yeah. I, I was just thrilled to, to be playing new people because you know when you play junior squash, um, you, you tend to play in Canada, you play the same people over and over again. And it was so refreshing and exciting to have this whole new pool of people that it, it was untouched for me. So I, I enjoyed that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. And 
Um, so you turned pro and, uh, when you were 18, I believe, and you won your first, uh, your pro event in Guatemala. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about, about that, uh, breakthrough result for you? Um, it was pretty big for me cause I had, I don't think I got a win. Like, I don't know if I got any wins in my first year playing. Uh, I think that would have been like the 2009, 2010 season. And not like, like I think I had a win or two in qualifying, but uh, it was it was tough going. And so that was a big moment where I was like, okay, if I can do this, I can get more. And, and yeah. it kind of solidified the fact that I was in it for, for quite a long time. Yeah. And then um, I guess... You, you had some decent results after that, but you, you ran into a bit of an injury in 2015. Is that? Uh, mm -hmm. That's right. What type of injury uh, did you have? I developed a tear, just a little one in my plantar fascia. Okay. And it was like playable, but it hurt a lot to play. Yeah. And the yeah. it, more I trained, the more it hurt. So uh, I found myself like, tra like training very little I'm trying to be very smart about my training in between events and it just wasn't enough. Like I wasn't getting enough in time on court. And so I knew I needed to rest it and fix it up. Uh, Did you find, I, uh, I had this, I had a similar injury. I don't know if you found obviously a different level, but uh, um, I don't know if you found that when, when you played, it, I didn't really notice it, but it was after like, especially in the morning. Yeah, totally. It's, Couldn't even walk. I, yeah, warming up for a match. Morning's brutal, and warming up for a match is brutal. And then once you get in, some days it's okay once you yeah. start playing. But but by the time I realized I needed to stop, even when I took a couple Advil, it still was brutal. So yeah, that's what that was. Pivot point where I need I need to make make a change if I wanted to keep going. Well, you, uh, it seemed like you did, and I I think I read a quote somewhere where you said uh, during your recovery that you trained quote unquote like an animal. Uh, for a year, is that right? Yeah, I like an animal. Yeah, that's, I think that's a quote. That's a quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, I so the first summer I didn't get to train before the season started because um, I was like, when it finally came good in like August the next summer, um, I just was like, it's good. Should I sign up for a tournament? And my coach was like, yeah, sign up for a tournament. You're like, you'll be so excited to just play, right? So I didn't get to train properly. Um, from there and then the next summer was awesome like I trained like an animal as I said apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and, and training like an animal I mean uh, uh, what did you put yourself through uh, give give us a, an example of uh, some of the uh, the excruciatingly fun uh, types of uh, routines that you might um, put yourself through yeah 100 meter sprints <laughs> yeah exactly like this all the stuff I really don't want to do like the track work and we did like a sort of a succession from 400s down to 200s down to 100s down to just like accelerations as the summer wore on and so do two of those a week and then two lifting sessions a week and um what was the other day there's another day in there and i can't do another two it was so, it was so anyways, tough you can't remember, right? Yeah, the ones that you really don't want to remember, like the fast footwork and like speed plyo sessions for the other yeah. two days. So, Well, obviously, um, uh, sorry. Yeah. 
no, squash obviously. on the side. Of <laughs> I was going to say, obviously it paid off for you because in uh, 2017, you had some, some pretty good results, including um, a win over Joel King, who's in top 10 in the world right now in the Windy, Windy City Open, and uh, also some five-game losses to girls that were ranked above you, uh, Joshna Chimnapa and uh, Donna Urquhart. Uh, yeah. So obviously you're, you're well with I mean, it's definitely within the realm of possibility to, to hit the, the top 20 or even top 10 in the world. So what, what do you think you need to do to get those types of uh, results more consistently? Um, yeah, that's the ticket is getting those more consistently. And I am thinking and trying to scheme about my, like, you know, my strengths and trying to play them up. And I'm working with my coach, trying to get better at volleying, cutting stuff off, and getting more precise with uh, my attack. Yeah. Um, to put those things together. Um, and I think that will help a lot because I find I get opportunities and I, I can cut stuff off, but then um, keeping the pressure on from there is something I'm, I'm improving on. In the in the win uh, in the match that you uh, you won in the Windy City Open uh, against Joel King, what 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 went well for you on that day? Um, oh, it just felt amazing. Yeah. Um, I didn't even have to think about anything, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was really tight, and I was stepping up and attacking really well. Uh, I'm not sure if it was her best day, but I felt amazing. So. Yeah, it's funny. I had um, I was talking to Miguel Rodriguez just the other day, and he said exactly the same thing. I, he had a big win over um, I think it was Gregory Galche, and he I asked him, you know, what, what was that? What happened there? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> he couldn't. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't thinking. He said. Yeah, I think when you're at your when I'm at my best, I'm I'm just playing, and yeah, exactly. You have no idea what just happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now uh, these days, um, back in Canada. I, I think you're training mostly at the National Squash Academy in Toronto. What what is the uh, the vibe like uh, like there, and and uh, who's around uh, that you train with regularly? It was great, but unfortunately, it shut down in like February 2015. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're I'm down at the Toronto Athletic Club, which is downtown Toronto, and I coach and train also at the Granite Club, which is a little bit farther north. Okay. Um. And Toronto's great, like all, all the clubs, there's so many clubs. I'm from Ottawa, so um, there weren't so many clubs growing up. And coming to Toronto, it's almost overwhelming the number of clubs there are. Um, yeah. So, yeah, every club is super kind and opens their doors to us pros. And um, there's a good, good chunk of people that train out of Toronto, so it's nice. And who, who do you train with a lot when, when you're there? Uh, myself and Nikki train often, and uh, there's a lot of guys that come through that, um, like being here at Commonwealth Games, like Kale Wilson's around from Trinidad, uh, a couple of the guys like McHugh and Nick Zachby I get on here and there with, and there's a couple other pros, um, like a couple other guy pros that I get to train with as well, and then in the summers when I'm actually around a lot, people come back from university. Uh, and they're around in the summer and want to play, and lots of young juniors as well, which is great. That's good. That, that that's a good base for you then to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, I was just, uh, just recently we had, uh, obviously we had the um, International uh, Women's Day. And uh, I was yep. just wondering what you thought. I, I know recently there's been a lot of uh, progress in terms of uh, the women's game and putting it on equal uh, ground with the, with the men's game. Do you, uh, do you see that as being the case? And uh, if so, sort of what, what progress do you see that's been made over the last little while since you've been on the tour? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's been quite a lot and I'm super impressed with the PSA and all their efforts and I, it's a pretty cool time to be involved with it. Like I'm quite, I'm quite proud to be involved with the squash community right now. They're all pushing hard for, for equality and for getting everyone more and not just the women too. So I'm, I'm so, I'm so grateful and so happy that we're all playing for so much. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing. That's a, definitely a good thing. Now, um, now you mentioned. Uh, I think I'm going to quote you again uh, here on something you said. Uh, you had a, a ten year plan. Now I'm giving myself mm -hmm. another another ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what are your goals over the next uh, over the next few years? Um, my goals over the next few years. I top 10 maybe yeah definitely like that's always been my goal yeah I uh I'm currently in a bit of a mindset uh like going through a lot of emotional stuff so I it's hard for me to with vigor say that uh, but I'm hoping that I'll come out of the other side and and have the same drive for those for those goals so yeah. we'll see see how yeah. it goes yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you've you've proven that you you can uh, you can have the big wins over the bit over top players. So I guess, like we said earlier, yeah. it's just a matter of uh, being consistent with it and maybe just doing a, tweaking a few things or something in your your planning. Yeah, exactly. Training. Yeah. yeah. Now, looking at uh, the common, you're obviously the, the big thing now is the Commonwealth Games. Uh, firstly, I saw that you made it made it to the big uh, to to CNN recently. Uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> well, uh, that's huge publicity, not obviously for you, but also for for squash, because we rarely yeah. see it in the mainstream. What what did you think of uh, of that experience? It was cool. I've never done an interview like that, and uh, <laughs> you know what? I, did you see that it's just a one minute clip, but it took yeah. four hours of time. <laughs> oh, did it? Okay. Yeah, it was a 60-second uh, profile thing. Yeah. yeah. Which took four hours. Yeah, very thorough. Right. But they uh, they did a great job. I thought it came off really well. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I loved it. It was very cool. Very intense. <laughs> and, so you've got, uh, in your first round, uh, or sorry, sec well, it's actually second round, you're playing... Um, in the uh, ladies singles Guyana's Mary Funga Fat in the second round. Yep. Uh, have you ever played her before? I think we have, and I can't think of where it was. Um, and I just saw her play recently in, where are we, Philadelphia, I think, for the US Open. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm familiar with her. Okay. And uh, then obviously uh, you get through that match and you're up against a whom I, I think you, you referred to her as your your idol growing up in squash and Cole David. Yeah. Um, yes. You don't want to look too far ahead, but uh, what do you think going in uh, to the to the third round, uh, having 
to play against her? Um, I think it's a lot to think about, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go through play Mary and see what happens, and then I will game plan for Nicole once I get myself in position for that. Yeah, because it look I mean it look the draw actually uh, even though that doesn't having to play her in the third round isn't best. It does look like a decent draw if you can get through uh, that match. Yeah, if I can get yeah totally. Yeah, if I can get through that recent world champion, then it'll all be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, she, I mean, she's, uh, she's been prone, she's been losing a little bit lately, so there, there's a, you know, definitely an opportunity there if you have a good match. Yeah? yeah? Definitely. So, uh, let me just say, and you're also playing in the doubles. Uh, who's, your partner's Nikki uh, Todd. I was just wondering, do you get out and practice uh, much doubles, or do you sort of uh, wing it when it comes to the doubles? Um, it, previously, we've winged it, and but this year we, I feel quite prepared with it. We have um, we play hardball doubles mostly in in Canada and in the U.S., so it's not like a common thing to have a court. Um, I grew up with a, a court; it's not regulation size, but a softball doubles court in Ottawa. Yeah, and so I played a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't have called myself good, but then. In the last year, we've done, like, we had a doubles trials, we played world doubles, uh, and we've had a couple, like, a, another practice tournament, and, like, exhibition tournament, and also, like, staging in Montreal before coming here. So I feel quite prepared compared to our usual doubles prep. That's awesome. Well, uh, I just want to wish you, uh, Sam, uh, all the best in the, in the Commonwealth Games. I think... You know, to me, you've got a good opportunity here, uh, even uh, in the singles. Uh, get yeah. through your first round and then and Nicole. Uh, so, fingers crossed, everything goes well for you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jerry. Okay, thank, thanks for coming on to the podcast, Sam. Take care. Sure, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, okay. Thank you very much again, Samantha, for coming on to the podcast. That was a, that was an excellent conversation, uh, and we want to wish you all the best. Uh, especially me being Canadian, all our, all fellow Canadians are rooting for, for you, Sam. Uh, you've got your first round match against Mary Fungafat on Thursday, and then uh, with any luck, third round match against. Nicole David. Thereafter, your idol. We know, but uh, you can do it. You can. Uh, uh, I think that'll be a, a, a great match, and uh, we're all pulling for you to get through that one and uh, get to the podium uh, in the ladies' uh, singles. So all the best, uh, Sam, uh, in your matches upcoming, and uh, good luck. We know you can do it. Um, now, uh, we also have uh, another podcast, uh, which will drop very shortly after this one, uh, Grasshopper Cup organizer, uh, event uh, manager, uh, Steve Butchley, is coming on to the podcast uh, for episode 19. And uh, we all know how successful that event was with, uh, with Rami returning to form in such, uh, such great fashion. And uh, we get into what it takes to uh, run an event uh, such as his and uh, the success that he had this year. I mean, it was incredible. We saw... A lot of the footage, the behind-the-scenes footage, thanks to PSA Squash uh, TV, Joey and uh, Joey and his crew did a fantastic job that week. 
and uh, there were there was a lot of initiatives there working together with the Grasshopper Cup. So we get into uh, a lot of that, and then of course uh, Steve's backstory with the Grasshopper Cup and uh, how it's come to be and how it's grown and uh, what the future lies for for the Grasshopper Cup. So that's coming up uh, very soon. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, enjoy the podcast and uh, enjoy your squash. Have a great day.